Just in case, just in case, comes now the undersigned and hear my request with all due respect. From the honorable, his honor, her honor, your honor, your honor, your honor, Hello and welcome to the May 15, 2017 micro edition of Just In Case. As you know, this is the podcast of criminal law cases just in from the Supreme Court of the United States, the Tenth Circuit, and the Kansas Appellate Courts. I'm Paige Nichols, and this podcast is brought to you by Monnet and Spurrier Chartered on the first and third Mondays of every month. Today, I'll be talking about the very few cases that were published in the last couple of weeks. And then we're going to have three weeks before our next episode, but that one, I'm sure, will be worth the wait as we enter into the final weeks of the U.S. Supreme Court's 2016 term. For today, though, we have no new cases from that court, only one case from the Tenth Circuit, and only a few cases from Kansas. So let's hit it. In United States v. Morgan, the Tenth Circuit held that when an officer conducts a traffic stop of a person on a bicycle, the officer may indeed order that person to step off of the bicycle. This is the same authority that officers have to order a driver and passengers out of a car. In Morgan, the Tenth Circuit also held that officers there were justified when they forced Mr. Morgan to the ground and tased him because he refused to get off of his bicycle, he wouldn't keep his hands out of his pocket, and he otherwise frustrated the officer's efforts to handcuff him. In State v. Zwickel, that's Z-W-I-C-K-L, the Kansas Supreme Court affirmed the Court of Appeals' reversal of a district court suppression order. Mr. Zwickel was under investigation for selling marijuana that he would, according to a couple of confidential informants, buy from Colorado. A Reno County Sheriff's deputy actually followed Mr. Zwickel and a companion as they drove to Colorado for a weekend, and the deputy watched Mr. Zwickel go into a location in Black Hawk, Colorado, where he stayed for approximately six minutes and then left. This trip, the CI's allegations, and a trash pull that yielded Colorado receipts, a plastic baggie, and three marijuana stems were all reported in an affidavit in support of a search warrant for Mr. Zwickel's car. The magistrate issued the warrant, and officers found three pounds of marijuana in the car. This find led to a second warrant for Mr. Zwickel's house, and more evidence there led to charges of possession with intent to sell marijuana. Mr. Zwickel moved to suppress all of this evidence as fruit of the first warrant, which he argued lacked probable cause. The district court agreed, no probable cause and no good faith, said the district court. The Court of Appeals reversed, and the Kansas Supreme Court affirmed the Court of Appeals' reversal. Neither appellate court reached the probable cause question, but both courts held instead that there was sufficient indicia of probable cause that suppression was not necessary under Leon's good faith rule. In State v. Brown, State v. Reese, and State v. Wood, the Kansas Supreme Court reminds us once again, well actually thrice again, that motions to correct an illegal sentence under KSA 22-3504 cannot 
be used to challenge the constitutionality of a sentence. And in Kurt Dahl v. State, the Kansas Supreme Court held for the first time, actually, that Aileen v. United States, which undid Kansas's then Hard 40 and Hard 50 schemes, is not retroactively applicable to cases that were final before Aileen was decided. Not a big surprise. The same thing had been held with respect to Apprendi, so now we have that rule of non-retroactivity also applied to Aileen. And that is it for today. Thank you for tuning in. Let me know if you think I missed something. You can email me at justincasepodcast at gmail.com. I'm Paige Nichols, and I will be back again with much more on June 5. Oye, 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 wherefore, whereby, we're ready to wear. Res judicata, give me pizza cutter. Just